0: Two, one, happy new year. Not just yet. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Before new year comes around, we need to have a resolution. All right, welcome back to Winning Mindset. I'm Gene Zanetti, your coast-to-coast mindset coach. We have a real exciting thing. This has probably been four or five years in the making. The mind diet, the ultimate mental detox. 30 days to a new you. Really exciting stuff. This has been something that's been on my mind for the past like I said, about four or five years, I always thought it'd be really cool to have like a mind diet, something you're doing to build a habit for 30 days. And I like 30 days because habits usually formed somewhere between 21 and 28 days, research says. So if you, if you could push yourself and get to that 21 to 28 day mark, you're going to start seeing some big results and a habit is, is brought about. A habit is now here. And our habits are so important because that's really what's going to shape our destiny. Your habits are going to be what makes you or breaks you. right? Little individual actions, maybe, maybe not. They're going to help. They're going to hurt, but it's your habits that are really going to have the lasting impact. If you form good habits, that's got to be one of the secrets to success, forming good habits. So why don't people form good habits? Well, it's because the first couple days, it's very painful, very painful, whatever it is, whether it's eating healthy, whether it's getting to sleep on time, whether it's this mind diet, the ultimate mental detox, it's going to hurt. Because right now you have patterns. Some of them are positive. Some of them are negative. And in order to break out of a pattern, it's going to be painful. It's going to require some suffering. That's why most people don't push through the pain period. Because it's going to require suffering. But again, in order to break through that habit, we're going to have to fight through. There's two types of pain in this world. The pain of discipline and the pain of regret. The choice is yours. You're going to feel one of those pains. It's guaranteed. Absolutely positively guaranteed. You're going to feel either the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. It's up to you. You've got to pick. We want to pick the pain of discipline, obviously. So the Mind Diet, like I said, four or five years in the makings, it's finally here. It's brought to you a nice, great PDF format. You could see it on our Facebook page. You could see it on our Instagram page. You could see it on our Twitter. You could see it on our Snapchat. For the next 30 days, you're going to embark on one of the greatest and one of the craziest journeys of your life to reshape your thinking. And it starts with the words that we use. So let me take you through what we're doing and why. So like we said, it's the 30-day mind diet, the ultimate mental detox. People do this for their bodies all the time with nutrition. It's time to start doing it with our mind. We want to become a radical optimist. We want to purify our thoughts and we want to untangle our minds. We've twisted thinking, a lot of us. And it's because of years of bad habits, years of careless word choices. It ends today where you could say it starts today, the beginning of a new you. So these next couple days is going to be preparation for this 30-day mind diet, which we're going to begin on January 1st. Remember, it's important to take a, to take a healthy stance towards this, and expectation setting. It's not easy, right? We understand that. We're not going to be perfect. We don't want to look at this as an all-or-nothing thing. I want you to do as good as you possibly can. Push yourself as hard. Try to be perfect. Try to master it. Try to do this as well as possible. You know, if you mess up once or twice, don't think now you're off the mind diet. Just jump back. Keep bouncing back. Keep bouncing back. And after 21 or 28 days, somewhere in that period, you're going to see a new person is going to start to develop and clear thinking, positive thinking, proactive thinking, empowering self-talk. So let's go through some of them. So what are we fasting from? In a diet, usually we're depriving ourselves from something. Yeah, it's depriving ourselves from things that are hurting us. So the first piece, we're going to fast from criticizing, blaming, or complaining. We're not going to point the finger at other people. We're not going to blame this or that. We're going to put the onus on ourselves. We're going to take personal responsibility for all of our actions. Taking responsibility for the things that we do and the things that we don't do. Criticizing. Remember this. It's okay to offer a helpful hint, a helpful improvement area, a a helpful, um, you could say critique of someone. Criticizing is when we're just complaining, really. When we're criticizing other people for no other reason than you know, we're just either we're gossiping, we're talking about someone behind their back, we're just we're really just complaining. It, or a true criticism is something, that you're, is something that you're telling the other person for their own benefit and you're not trying to make them feel bad. When you're criticizing other people and you're just either trying to make them feel bad or you're, not, or you're careless with your words, then it becomes a critique. So this month, unacceptable criticizing, blaming, and complaining. Now, complaining is a tough one. This is something we do without even realizing. Sometimes we're just doing it mentally in our minds. You're going to catch yourself complaining. So you want to be prepared for it. When you catch yourself complaining, right away, you have to give five positives for that which you're complaining about. So if I'm complaining about the weather, if Mm -hmm. if if I'm outside and I say, man, it's freezing out here. Really, all I'm doing is complaining there. Right now, I have to give five positives. Well, at least it's not raining. At least it's not... You know, 30 below zero. At least um, at least I'm healthy. At least, um, you know, I'm getting some exercise. Whatever. At, at least I'm getting more mentally tough being out in the cold. Right away, when you catch yourself complaining about anything, give yourself, say out loud, five things that are positive about that which you're complaining about. Next, gossiping, cursing, lying, using God's name in vain, <clears throat> changing all this. That this kind of falls, this all falls under the category of immoral, right? So the first thing, criticizing, blaming, or complaining doesn't necessarily fall under immoral. Now we're talking about immoralities, gossiping, talking about people behind their back. Why do we do it? To make ourselves feel better. We get a sense of satisfaction knowing that I'm doing better than the next guy. Or sometimes we take a sick delight in seeing other people struggle because it just makes us feel better. So we're going to stop doing it. We, we, we don't, out of justice, we have no right to ruin another person's good name. Even if they're doing something wrong, gossiping and – and I've talked to priests about this. Where's the line of gossiping? Well, if you're not willing to help the person about that which you're talking about, if you're not willing to, to walk side by side with that person, help them improve, we probably shouldn't say it about them behind their back. So if I say, oh, man, this person's this, – this, this person's uh, – you know, so, he treats other people so poorly. I'm not going to talk about my – I'm not going to talk about that person behind their back or say those words uh, let's say, to my wife or to my brother, unless I'm willing to help that person who I'm talking about to be a nicer person, a more loving and respectful person. So don't talk about people behind their back. If you're, if you're curious, if you, if you want to know, is am I crossing the line or not? Chances are we're probably crossing the line. No gossiping. Don't talk about anyone behind their back. Don't ruin their good name. Cursing, using foul language. F, F, B, A, S, H. What the hell you know, H, these types of things. Let's let's get let's get that out of our vocabulary. Let's start speaking nicer. And again, you might not even realize it, that it just might be such a part of your vocabulary that it's just no big deal. I just saw um, a Gary V special on how why why he curses, right? That kind of thing. Why he why he just he's just speaking from his heart. So that, that's just the language he uses, right? Well I challenge everyone to take it a step further. Don't be don't be content to stay in an, in an imperfection. Right. These are when we're using poor language, sometimes to sign a bad vocabulary, sometimes we're just doing it to make ourselves feel better. Because when we curse, we feel like more empowered. It's more shock value from other people. Let's try to just take these 30 days to try to get shock value from other people in a different way or try to get get people's attention a different way. Take out our anger using different words. Let's try it. Maybe you'll like those changes. Lying. Telling them, so we're going to fast from lying. We're going to make sure we're telling the truth at all times and also using God's name in vain. When we, when we take God's name in vain, we say GD or we say JC or even just saying instead we should be saying instead we say, oh, my, oh, my God. Right. We don't want to be saying that. Now I'm saying that right now as a as a as a tutorial purpose, as a teaching purpose. We don't want to say that. <clears throat> and really, even when we say, oh, my gosh, or when we say, oh, geez. What is it really? It's a, it's, it's a substitute for God. It's a substitute for Jesus. And I'm guilty of this like anyone else. Let's, let's find another option. Let's find a way to do better than that. You know, I challenge you and I challenge myself to come up with something else to say other than, oh my God, we don't want to be using God's name or Jesus' name outside of prayer. It's against the commandments. It's a mortal sin if you're taking God's name in vain and people just drop it like it's no big deal. And it's funny how like a lot of times in songs, Or on the radio or on the movies, they'll cut out the curse words like F, A, B, S, H, those kind of things. They'll cut out those words, and then someone will take God's name in vain. That's actually the more sin. So let's cut that out this month and ideally forever. Next, another thing we're going to fast from, using sexual humor or sexual innuendo. This is this is tougher than it seems because a lot of times our jokes are sexual jokes. We get a laugh out of people. We know it's gonna get a rise out of our audience. You know, it's um something that makes us makes us feel good. It kind of it's almost like a cathartic release of of getting this stuff off our chest and saying it out loud. No, right? Let's let's try to get a rise out of people in a different way this month. I challenge you and I challenge myself. No sexual humor, no sexual innuendo. Try to be creative. This month is about being creative. Find another way. Next, we're going to fast from watching, listening to, or reading anything that's negative. So what's negative? Negative things are things that anything that has sex, violence, or cursing. This is a challenge. A lot of the music we listen to, a lot of the movies we watch, YouTube, video games, social media. For this month, I challenge you to unfollow people who are posting – Gratuitous sex or violence or <clears throat> cursing. Let's keep it positive for one month. Let's have, let's have only positives going into our mind, right? Whatever, it's, it's kind of like garbage in, garbage out, right? If garbage is coming into our mind through the senses, garbage is going to come out of us. So let's, I challenge you for this month, no, no um, sex, violence, or cursing on TV, movies, videos, songs. You might have to change your radio station. You might have to listen to different music. Listen to classical music this month. It's a challenge. It's a fast. It's a detox. Detoxes are hard. By nature, diets are hard. Detoxes are hard. This is going to challenge you. Get creative. Find a way. You're better than that. You are better than that. You can do this. Get creative and find a way. We're all going to be battling together, so it's going to be fun. Obviously, no pornography. Obviously, no, you're going to have to, on social media, you're going to have to actually unfollow certain people. I'm not saying you have to defriend people, but you might have to hide certain people's posts. You might have to unfollow certain people. Do it. Do it for this month. <clears throat> and here's a less obvious one, another thing we're going to fast from, using upside down words. Now, I've never done any research on this. This is something that's always kind of been in the back of my head. Well, not always, maybe the last couple of years, upside down words where we describe, something, we describe something positive with a negative word. So here's what I mean. When we see something cool, what do we say? Oh, man, that's sick. And when you think about it, sick is really a negative word, but we're using it in a positive way. And I've never done any research on this, but I wonder how that, how that might possibly twist or tangle our minds. I'm, I'm doing this part as an experiment for myself and for you, and I'd love to hear your feedback, how this works out. Or I know Boston slang, they'll say wicked. Oh, man, it was wicked. it was wicked cold out. Wicked, again, is a bad thing, right? I guess we are kind of saying <laughs> when it's cold, we are describing a bad thing. But when we're saying, oh, you know, he was wicked fast, right? It, we're kind of using it as a, as, a, as a positive word when wicked is something bad. Other words, we see a really great athlete and we're saying, oh, man, he, he's, he's a nasty wrestler. He's a nasty fighter. Um, a lot of times we're using it to describe him as being good. So let's choose a different word or we, say, or we say something's bad. It's like, oh man, he's a bad man, right? What we're really saying is he's a good fighter or he's a good athlete. So let's not use those up to, upside down words. Let's abstain from them. Let's take a detox from them and let me know how that goes. I'm curious to see how that works out for myself too. Next, healthy substitutions. With any good diet, with any good nutrition plan, there are substitutions. So instead of using the words should, have to, must, need to, ought to. I challenge you to use a better word choice. I will. I want to. I'm going to. I choose to. And why do we pick this? Because it's less extreme. It doesn't sound like it's a command that we're putting on ourselves. A lot of times we put unnecessary commands on us. Faith and morals is a different story. You look at the commandments, thou shalt not do this. Thou shalt not do that. That's fine because that's coming down from God. But the problem is when we start trying to become God and we put these commands on ourselves, I have to run. I have to I have to succeed. I have to do this. That is not written. That, that is not written anywhere. That is not one of the teachings of the church. It's it's simply something that we want. OK, so outside of faith and morals, we're not saying I should I have to I must I need to I ought to I should beat this kid. I should win this tournament. No, I want to. I choose to. I'm going to. So I challenge you to make that substitution. You'll find there's a lot less pressure on yourself. This is something I really struggled with, saying I should do this. I should do that. And now I remind myself, no, I want to. Next word change. Instead of saying I'll try, say I'm going to. I will. What did Yoda say? Do or do not. There is no try. So eliminate the word try. The word worry substitute the word worry for the word focus, right? A lot of times we'll say, if I have a test tomorrow in math, I might say, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna worry about English tonight. I'm gonna worry about math. Why are we worried about anything? It's what am I, what am I focused on? The Bible says, do not be anxious about anything. So instead of saying, I'm, I'm not gonna worry about English tonight, I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna focus on English tonight. I'm gonna focus on math. Same thing with wrestling. Different times of the year, I remember I would tell myself, I'm not gonna focus on, I'm not gonna, in the, in the off season, in the summertime, it wasn't an off-season really. <laughs> but I would say I'm not going to worry about conditioning. I'm going to worry about technique. No, I'm going to focus on conditioning. I'm going to focus on technique. So change that word. You really, don't, you really don't need to use the word worry again. Also, another word change we're going to make. Instead of saying always or never, because, again, that's usually not the case. Things are not always or never. You rarely see 100% or 0%. Instead of using the words usually, or often, or rarely, instead of saying this always happens. When do we do this? When we make a mistake. I always make this mistake. Oh, really? You always make that mistake? Well, no, this one time I didn't make that mistake and another time I didn't. Okay, so you usually make that mistake. You don't always make that mistake. Careful with the language that you use because once you say it out loud and once it gets into your mind and into your heart, You start to believe that this always happens to you, and that's simply not true. That cannot be supported by the facts. Another word change. We say everyone, no one. I'd rather you use the words most people or a few people. Why? Because, again, this is something we see. This is something we see commonly, just like the last example we use. We say everyone hates me or everyone laughed at me. No, no. I made a mistake. Everyone laughed at me. No, everyone didn't laugh at me. A few people laughed at me. Some of the people laughed at me. Even you could say most of the people laughed at me. But no, not everyone laughed at me. And we use those extreme words. It affects our thinking in a negative way. So let's avoid it this month. Next, instead of using the words problem, I had this problem. I had that problem. Substitute the word problem for challenge. It does the same exact thing. And think about it. People dislike problems, but people like challenges. You like challenges. That's why you're still listening to this call right now. That's why you're still listening to this podcast, because you like challenges. Anytime you're struggling, anytime a difficult situation presents itself to you, stop calling it a problem. Start calling it a challenge, and you're going to rise to it. You're going to want to meet it. This 30-day mind diet, this ultimate mental detox is a challenge. You want to meet this challenge. And even if you fall, like all of us certainly will at one point in time or another, you're going to bounce back. You're going to keep fighting through this challenge. And finally, the the words saying, the words, we're going to eliminate the words. We're going to substitute the words terrible, awful, horrible, stinks, or sucks. And instead, we're going to say something's inconvenient. It's frustrating. It's undesirable. It's aggravating. It's annoying. What are we really talking about here? We're not going to damn ourselves. We're not going to damn our situation. When you say something is awful, terrible, terrible horrible or we say this stinks or this sucks you damned it you made it 100% bad in your mind that's not how the most successful people think that's not how the happiest people in the world think that's not how the holiest people in the world think that's how average people think you want to be better than average I want you to be better than average so we got to talk differently got it. see I just caught myself there that I instead of saying I, I was saying I should I must I need to I ought to I got to. No, we don't got to. We want to. We choose to. So catch yourself and change your thinking. I'm giving you this message right now and I just messed up. But you catch yourself and you correct yourself and you move forward. So we're not damning our situations. Stop saying things are terrible, awful, horrible, or things stink or things suck. Open your mind. Get creative. Find a way. It's not 100% bad. I'm not telling you to look at the world through rose-colored goggles either. I'm saying you can say realistically things are aggravating, it's annoying, it's undesirable, right? It's aggravating. That's not saying a situation is 100% bad. Once you say terrible, horrible, stinks, sucks, or awful, you made it 100% bad. Stop doing that, and you're gonna find that there's a whole other level you could get to with your thinking. And there it is that's the 30 day mind diet, the ultimate mental detox, a great New Year's resolution do diets with our body, for with food. Why not do a diet for our mind? Like I said, it takes between 21 and 28 days to build a habit. So those, what does that mean? That means those first 20 days or so are going to be painful. It's going to be tough. You're going to struggle. You're going to mess up. You're going to have to bounce back. That's okay. But after these 30 days, I really believe your thought process is going to be untangled. You're going to untwist a lot of this negative stinking thinking that you've been having go on for years. So I challenge you to do this. Fight through. And a benefit would be go through it with a buddy. Pick a buddy, find a family member, a brother, a sister, a friend, a parent, a significant other, your boyfriend or girlfriend, your your wife, whoever your husband, whoever whoever's listening to this, find someone, find multiple people that you could go through this 30-day mind diet with. And it's going to be more fun. It's going to be more it's going to be it's going to keep you honest you're going to be accountable to another person i'd really love to hear the great success stories after this because i know it's going to untwist a lot of our thinking we're going to be cleaner thinkers purer thinkers more positive more empowered and a lot more creative because you could see a lot of these patterns have happened for they've gone on for a long time in our life you're going to have to get creative you're going to have to use your imagination you're going to have to find a way so it's going to force you to think it hurts. It's difficult to do. You think just physical exercises are tough. You think just nutrition diets are tough. Mental diets are tough, too. This might be harder. Henry Ford said thinking is the is the toughest work in the world. It's the hardest thing to do in the world. That's why so few people do it. And if you look around at the world, you start to see, hey, he's right. <laughs> not a lot of people thinking out there or maybe more accurately, not a lot of people thinking well out there. We need to unlearn these things, unlearn these patterns, unlearn these poor habits, and learn new, positive, proactive, clear, and pure habits, thought process, behaviors. So let me know how it goes. We'll be, with, we'll be right here with you for a month. The 30-Day Mind Diet, the ultimate mental detox. Stay with us. Have a great day, and have a happy new year.